Welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I am joined by Tarek. It makes me sad when my gun jams. <laughs> We're off to a really good start here. And Garrett. Hi, everybody. That's <laughs> <laughs> running a couple of minutes late. Uh, so we're we're taking some liberties on his uh, his introduction, um, <laughs> for the hell of it. And uh, tonight we're joined by Billy. Billy, you want to give us a quick rundown of uh, who you are and why you're here? Uh, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. I am Billy Rossley. Most of you will know my father, Adrian, for pretty much only nefarious reasons, <laughs> and a little bit of a little bit of mediocre firearms training in there as well. Um, I'm back in the country after 16 years in the marshlands in England um, to come and absorb my father's know-how and take over the shooting range, Magnum United Shooting Range, which a lot of people would know. Outstanding. And thanks so much for joining us, Billy. If you you don't know Magnum, you need to uh, fix yourself. (laughs) Doesn't matter where in the country you are, you need to unfuck yourself, son. (laughs) Have a word. Wind your neck in, yeah. I mean, if you're from Cape Town, that's a lot of sandwich stops, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is one at the Kharip, right? So you, you do it in two days. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you're from Cape Town, False Bay to Somerset West is two sandwich stops. My man, but the Cape Townians don't go past Stellenbosch. You know this. They're way too laid back for it. Hi, I'm sure we have. I don't know if we have any Cape Townian listeners. I'm sure we do. Of course we do. Well, do we? we've had Cape Townian guests. I don't know if they actually listen. Yeah, so. I mean... You know. Hi James. Hi Aziza. So diverse. <laughs> you guys are so diverse inviting <laughs> the Lani's onto your show. Exactly. Which is just like the discount code for CHA's guns is. <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, the discount is a fuck off that woman will no. kill you. The discount code for CHS guns is go into the shop, ask for a Yisha, and then say, Could you please speak to the man in charge? She loves that. <laughs> She does. That, that'll that'll definitely get you a special. Yeah, I'm never speak to a man because you need to speak to someone who knows what they do. Who knows about guns? Uh, yeah, yeah, we will know if she listens to this. You guys are tendering for a club. That's before we run into before we run into tonight's topics. A couple of thanks we need to say. Uh, special thanks to DBC Technologies. Gaz's company does a lot for the shooting industry in South Africa, and obviously specifically to this show. He has some fantastic products available. Please visit his website, dvctech.co.za or DVC Technologies on Facebook. Next up, Zero Mike Bullets, proud sponsor of the show. You guys know the draw. Bullets are available. Websites up. Head over there and uh, and order what you need. Contact Gaz directly if you would like a discount code for your bullets. Um, next, Guns at Work. Thank you very much for making sure that the uh, Welcome to the Gun Show logo will be on all the team shirts for Eastern Gauteng for the upcoming Level 4. Billy, I'm going to hand over to you here briefly once I've done this, but uh, Magnum United, it's Ladies' Month or Women's Month, I think is the is the, yes. the better term. Can you tell us about that? And the feeling is right. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, National Women's Month, which was this past Monday the 9th. So we decided let's get more ladies on the range. I don't know if you know the stats, but... Um, 15% of shooters are women. That's like, it's not okay. We should have more women shooters because more often than not, they shoot the crap out of guys. 
Um, so Magnum United Shooting Range is giving free range access for the entire month of August to women uh, of any age, shape, size, or experience level. You know, if you want to bring your great, great aunt Bessie along, bring her. Great. Um, we had a women's only handgun fundamentals on the 9th. Um, great turnout, great bunch of ladies. Um, they learned a lot and all of them have signed up for the course that we're putting on for ladies only on the 29th, which is a CQC, open hands, knives, alternate weapons, things like that. So yeah, we're just celebrating the ladies on the range this month. Outstanding. Outstanding. Mm-hmm. Are there still spaces available on that on the course on the 29th? I mean, for corn? There are indeed. I actually got a phone call yesterday from a lady who says, uh, I've got 11 14-year-old girls who want to learn self-defense. I said, that's okay. Bring them along. Um, we're not, obviously, we're not going to have small children there, but a, a, a couple of 14-year-old girls beating the white smoke out of each other on the day won't go amiss because... Let's face it, girls get flack no matter what age they are. So, yeah, we've still got spaces available. It doesn't matter if you're old, young, you've done it before, you haven't. Um, it's just a case of if you're not carrying a weapon, this is the course for you. Equally, if you do carry a firearm, um, it's a good course to create distance, have the right mindset, overcoming victims mentality, and we'll teach you how to break a man's shit quick, sharp. And fucking fantastic. That's a T-shirt. <clears throat> Links yeah. for that will be uh, in the uh, show notes and obviously on the uh, Facebook release for this. We'll talk about the rest of the uh, interesting things happening in Magnum United during the actual show. Um, just some more thanks. Zero Mike Bullets for their uh, 1,000 Bullets giveaway for the drop of the month. Flatback Alpha, Swinger, and Target Stand. And then Shooting Stuff for their special offer of 15 minutes. Visit their range. Use of a timer. Uh, targets will be available in and out, shoot the drill of the month and uh, get your stuff done. Thanks, guys. And then um, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro. And be- because Gaz isn't here, we're going to call it 101, right? <laughs> <laughs> that just keeps on increasing. <clears throat> I think that's all the uh, the admin stuff that we had to do. I think that's all out the way. So uh, shall we roll into this? So, Billy, you want to talk to us about range etiquette and why I should not come to the range in my flip-flops with yeah. my loaded shotgun on my shoulder in my Barrett costume, right? Actually, you really should do that. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm, I'm planning to host, just before we get into that, something fun every month. And I will be having a Halloween shoot this year. I'm talking full-on costumes. You will not get range access unless you are properly dressed up so that is probably the only time i will permit some freaky shit on the range but i laugh because i'm i'm internalizing my rage (laughs) i'm gonna lift my cap (laughs) i'm gonna lift my cap none of you have seen me without a hat off yet i'm 36 look how gray my hair is dude and it's just in the last two months now another disclaimer Ek is half Afrikaans. Ek kan vlot Afrikaans praat. My oma was a boer. I'm going I'm to nail the leatherbacks in this show because I guarantee you, if I have to give someone shit on a range, I guarantee you they are Afrikaans. Because Afrikaans men, I love you all dearly, but you think it's your birthright that once you come out of your mother's womb, you can drink, fight, and shoot a gun. Fact. And bry. And bry. Yeah. Okay, there. Let's put that one in there. But... Yeah, I might. I, I love. I love Afrikaans people. I am a half Afrikaans. It's all good. This isn't. This isn't. Let's slam the Buddha. But you can tell by your accent. With, 
with Leicester, Papa. It's an interesting dynamic of the, the flavor of Afrikaans gentlemen that I end up speaking to on the shooting range. So we'll get into all of that. Uh, for the record, the opinions of Mr. William Rosley are not necessarily the opinions of Welcome to the Gun Show or Welcome to the Gun Show Media. That's the made-up company can, that owns this. We can redact as uh, <laughs> the complaints come in. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. Right. People don't tend to complain. Gunnar is a Dutchman from so, Heidelberg. <laughs> I'm three-quarters <laughs> Dutchman. Yeah, dude. I'm, like I say, my Oma was a, a Bethsaida note. Like that's as pure Dutch as you can get. But look, fundamentally, I I do buy that a lot of people, quote unquote, don't know the range rules. They got they went to the competency, they got their license. Show me in your competency manual where it discusses range rules. You got your four basic seven rule, uh, uh, safety rules and your seven fundamentals of shooting. So let's just give people the benefit of the doubt. Hence why I'm on the show so that we can broadcast general range rules to people. And then if someone says, Hey, I heard you on the gun show. then I'll say, yo, do us. Why are you wearing pluckies? <laughs> then we can, you know, we, we've, we've, we've done a public service announcement this evening. For our, our, uh, our very large American listenership, um, pluckies are like flip-flops. So <laughs> And a duos is exactly no, no, what it no, no, sounds no, no. like. Thongs. Thongs. No, no, that, that's Australian. Our, our Australian audience both, is tiny. Both of our Australian listeners will understand okay, that. Fine. Okay, and and cool. duos is exactly what it sounds like. It's a box, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Evans has joined us. Mr. Evans, do you want to say hello quickly before we roll into the main thing? Hey, how's it, Billy? How are you doing? Sorry I'm late, guys. Good, buddy. We expect it of you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. And you? Uh, first round's on good, you. Good. Thank you so much. Good stuff. Cool stuff. So, Billy, what is yes, the sir. first range rule at Magnum United? So this is kind of like Fight Club. And my let, let's face it, disagree, agree. There is nothing new under the sun on earth. Like, we've we've explored everything. So these 18 range rules that we have at Magnum, were stolen from professional shooters all across the world, from rangers all over the world. My father's been in New Hampshire at the Six Hour Academy. He trained in Iraq. He's been all over Sub-Saharan Africa. Like, he's, he's done a lot of that stuff. And the first two rules of Magnum United Shooting Range are like Fight Club. They both concern the same thing. So, rule one, everybody on the range must wear eye and ear protection. That doesn't mean Magnum United Shooting Range. That doesn't mean the car park on the range. We have 13 ranges within Magnum United. Yes, 13. When you are on your designated range where people are shooting and there is a firing line, you must wear ear and, uh, and eye protection. Do I need to elaborate? Probably, because when I stop people, they say, yeah, ma, ax, uh, ax, a deal van die jachters eenheid en die en die en ons hoef nie Yeah, you fucking do. Actually, if you go look at SA Yachter's <laughs> list of rules, it says ear and eye protection is compulsory. So go read your highway code, Jonathan. So you're you're so, on a shooting range with a set of rules. It doesn't matter yeah. if you need to wear them for your organization or not. 
<laughs> well, both of you, both of you have been on the range, right? On the hundred meter range, we've got the the roof over the benches now, and I'd be standing there talking to someone. Someone will pull a shot off, and a few seconds later, that round would have gone through the backstop and landed on that tin roof. So let's also talk about the the cost of shooting. So a lot more people are reloading. So you're sitting an arm's length away from the guy next to you who's just started reloading. He's three oh eight or seven mil or whatever he's shooting. He's, he's shooting and, like a three hundred win mag. <laughs> and 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 maybe he was getting a blowy from the wife while he was reloading. I don't know. His concentration was elsewhere. The dog was licking his toes because he wears pluckies, obviously. And he double charges that round. I don't know if anyone who's listening to this has not yet watched the video of a hot load going bang in a gun. Tiny fragments go everywhere, not just into your own eyes, but the people an arm's length away from you. So for your protection, wear some eye protection, guys. I mean, geez, ricochets. Our, our, our range, for those of you who have not seen it, is an old sand quarry. So we're below ground level, which is great for bullet traps and all of that. But there's stones in the back wall. In the, in the bullet stop. So you hit that with around, you've got stone fragments, you've got steel fragments, you've got jackets, lead, whatever. It's, it's just dangerous. We love shooting, but we all have to pepper in a bit of realism. It is dangerous. It's one of the most dangerous sports you, or hobbies you can partake in. And then you've got Fricky, who picked up a Lee out of a garbage can and decided to go reload, and he's charging away. And his gun goes bang and you brought your little son to show off to and he loses his eyesight. And I've got to explain to someone else's wife why their child went blind on my range just because some penis didn't put on his eye protection. I know for two sure. Thing, two things on that. One, I'll never forget going into uh, Valley Trading and there was a Musgrave Model 80 in 306 in a checkers packet. The entire rifle was in a checkers packet. And <laughs> Homeboy had discovered that reloading was a thing. He phoned his china up and said, uh, I need some reloading data. His mate said, yeah, 36, 180-grain bullet, 54 grains of powder. He went shan on off. He opened a tin of MS-200, put 54 grains of MS-200 <laughs> in the case, and fired a nice shot. Um, and now the Irish. Count- <laughs> the IRA. <laughs> and now he can only count to seven. Um <laughs> So yeah, the the other one, and I've I, I, and I think I've actually seen this at Magnum, but like back in the day, is and this is one that's always confused me. You see the family on the rifle, and it's always the rifle range, and Dad might oh, yeah. even have eye protection on. Dad's got earmuffs on. Mom's got maybe got eye protection on. Mom's got earmuffs on. Kids are running around with fuck all. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to the next one. Um, <laughs> they are on the backstop walls. Building sandcastles, you know, making mud pies, whatever they do, and the parents are waving away at them, shooting their gun. Like, get the kid off the wall. <laughs> so, I, I and ear protection, right? And I had this this past weekend. We had a club shoot. I walked past the rifle range. Husband, wife, kid. None of them were wearing eye protection. So, I went past. Hello, how are you? Bear in mind, I'm not A.S. Rossley. I am Billy William Rossley. So, I actually have candor and customer service skills, unlike my dad. So I went up to them and I asked them how their shooting day was progressing thus far in my best of accounts, to which they replied, bake, brilliant, whatever. I said, um, did you sign the range register, which has an indemnity, which has these range rules in there? And they said, yes. I said, did you read the range rules? No. <sighs> okay. Never mind that it's a legally binding document that you just signed and you didn't read it. Awesome. 
it says that twice, iron ear protection is compulsory. Um, could you please either produce some or go buy some, which we sell? To which he said, awesome, thank you so much for making me aware of this. Off he went to go buy three sets of eye protection at 20 rand each, and I left him to it. I shot two stages, we ran out of patches on the stage, went back up. None of them were wearing the eye protection that they just purchased. So I went back in there and I said, hey guys, how are things? They said, brilliant. To which I said, did you purchase eye and ear protection? They said, yes. I said, where the fuck is it? They said, oh, we forgot. Now this kid must be maybe 10. And I said, guys, I don't know who's responsible for him. You obviously are not. But how do I explain to his people that he's gone blind on my range? And they were very apologetic. And I said, look, guys, if I have to ask you again, I'm going to ask you to leave. Carried on, finished the shoot. Last stage, I was walking up the driveway and they came out with all their guns in tow, all their black cloud over their head. And he squared me up. And he said, you didn't have to be that rude. I said, my man, and bear in mind, my father was standing right next to me. We were shooting on the same detail. And I was, I was watching my old man's grip on his gun bag start to white knuckle. And I thought, let me just defuse this really quickly. And I said to him, look, guy, it's a sad day on the range when the proprietor of the range has to be more concerned about your safety and your family's safety than you are. So I suggest you take your things and kindly fuck off. Don't let the gate hit you on the ass on the way out. And that was that. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy to educate someone the first time, warn them the second time, the third time, no dice you know hit the bricks that's that's pretty fundamental stuff and you know rule number two of magnum united shooting range and i believe our international range rules iron ear protection is compulsory for shooters and spectators spectators are in the same amount mm -hmm. of danger as shooters and this is what you were saying t like their kids are running around barefoot for one for two they're not wearing eye or ear protection and they wonder why their kids don't listen to them because you've right. gone and drilled 500 rounds of 308 down the range with your kid four feet away from you. Like, with like a really obnoxious muzzle break, right? Because <laughs> if it's not obnoxious, it doesn't belong to the rifle. And but then compulsive. they, exactly, but then they get their kid to come and shoot Opa's Martini Henry and put two nine mil doppies in the child's ear. And they wonder why <laughs> the kid's got tinnitus at eight. <laughs> so, right, you'll get used to the noise. Yeah. Right? <laughs> What? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just a little bit more on that, Billy. Sorry, dude. Um, I don't only wear eye and ear protection when I'm on a range. Um, mm -hmm. I don't take my glasses off. My, so when I enter the range, I'm wearing my, my dark glasses that I drive in with. When I get to the bay that I'm going to be shooting in, they get very quickly swapped out for my actual shooting glasses. The moment that shooting starts, my ear pro goes on. It, it doesn't come off until shooting stops. Um, yeah. As a spectator you're usually in a little bit more danger than the shooter is because ricochets don't usually come straight back. Um, you as the dude who's got a little bit of angle on the thing that, that's being shot, you're a lot more likely to catch stuff than the shooter is. It doesn't excuse the shooter not wearing stuff, but as a spectator or a fellow competitor who's not currently on the line, you have to be wearing your, your eye pro the entire day. And I don't really care. I mean, this is your range rule, but I don't really care if you're on the range walking down the passage that connects the ranges you should have that on because you don't know where stuff's going to come from well I've, I've always got my shades on my head because i could be in the range for five minutes or i could spend the whole day there but i'm not on the actual shooting line so you know if i have to go down to a range and speak to someone or i've heard 
a squib or a bang or something, I'll grab a set of plugs and just whack them in. I don't walk around with my ear defenders all day, but I've always got eyes because, yeah, like I say, those bullets come out of those backstops and they land somewhere or you, you just don't know. So you've got to be safe, guys. And like you said, you, you come in with your shades on. You know, rule, rule number three on on our list here is all firearms must be unloaded in the hotbox before going onto a range. You know, that's a very good opportunity. You guys are sports shooters. You guys are experienced shooters. You're instructors. For civvies, they should report to the hotbox, unload, get their shit ready. That's a good opportunity. Just whack your 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 muffs around your head, put your glasses on, get get yourself you know kosher and then off you go but that's another thing ask a guy to go unload because i'm there most days and i see who comes and goes and some guys are fine but you can tell when a guy's come in with his glock box that he's a new shooter you know that mag's still in his plastic i'm gonna be like my guy when i see you tomorrow this gun better be in a holster with a mag out you you're cool coming in with a box but don't run in here with a hot gun like someone's gonna die but yeah, it, look, it, one and two and three sort of tie in together. If you just take the time to go to the hot box, get yourself ready. Just get yourself ready to shoot. We're not we're not fucking playing tiddlywinks here. We're using live ammunition. Yeah, not just that. I mean, if you're going to go shoot, you know the risks associated, or you should know the risks. Maybe you don't, but you should know the risks associated with shooting before you make the decision to go to the shooting range, right? We're not talking about guys walking in to come and do your shooting packages that are new and, and very exciting because there you have the option of renting or buying. I, I'm not quite sure how your stuff works. The equipment that you need in order to be safe for the day if you don't have your own. But if you're showing up with your own gun and you're going to go and practice or, or whatever you're going to be doing at the range, you knew the risks associated with this and the equipment required before you, you left your house. You should have it with you. You think, and you should you damn well be, be using it, right? Because it's not—it's not difficult. It's not unreasonable to to request that. But it's—it's it's not. And like I say, you know, some people have ex-military, ex-police, ex-task force, ex-ex-ex-ex family members who therefore took them shooting since they were knee-high to a cricket, and they believe that they know what is best. <laughs> but let's face it: we know ex-military guys, current military guys who have terrible safety on a shooting range and look guys if you don't know just take the time to familiarize yourself on an indoor range and an outdoor range what their rules are if you go to multiple ranges for whatever reasons just go and ask them you know am i allowed to should i be doing I'd rather be safe than get banned from a range and then another range hears about it you start getting blackballed as far as you go because i don't know if all the listeners are aware of this but if someone makes a massive faux pas on our range we have all the right in the world to phone every shooting range in the province and say this guy's unsafe he's going to get you you know shut down someone's going to die in your range that's a real possibility and i don't think people realize that good luck renewing your license we have one of the safest one of the sports with 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 one of the best safety records considering Mm -hmm. what we deal with um and that only exists because of sort of a thorough application of the rules. Um, you know, if, if, if we start being sort of lackadaisical with, with, with how we approach that, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, guns, bullets can kill people. Uh, and if, if we're going to do stupid shit, 
um, there's going to be a consequence. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't understand it's not you as a range owner being a dick and, and, and turning this into a dick measuring contest. Um, yeah. That you're worried about him getting hurt or I, I've had my vision saved by shooting glasses twice in my life. Um, you know, once was a ricochet that I saw come back and smash into my glasses or my right eye just in front of my eyeball. And one was a case that came under someone's gun so hard it cracked uh, um, it cracked my glasses right in front of my eyeball. Um, you know, that, and, and there's no ducking that. I mean, there's no, you know, that, that yeah. goes in your eye and, and eyes are kind of delicate. Um, yeah. Messing around with loaded guns. Um, anyway. Uh, and and you you touched on a, on a good point there. You know, cases. We don't often think about cases. We we only think about the pointy end of a round. And cases are hot. They've got sharp little lips. You never know if it's caught a ding or it might have ruptured in the in the in the chamber. And it comes out and it catches your eye. And you know you're going to lose all or some of your sight. And I don't I don't want to have to have that attached to my range, my business, twenty years of legacy that my father's built up. You know, selfishly, I would like you as a shooter to come back. I don't I don't want to have to, A, cuck on you because you're being unsafe, and B, something bad happens to you, which will then prevent you from coming back and all the people that you've spoken to because you lost your eyesight on Magnum United Tuning Range. So sorry, guys. You know, we want you to leave with as many holes as you arrived with, but period. That's it. And yes, that is selfish because it is our business, but it's it's underpinned with people's safety. I think what people miss as well is that that range you go to that that lets you do stupid shit, they're not doing you any favors. Um, that no, no. you know, if, if if you've got a local range where where they let you kind of do all sorts of crazy shit and and kind of hope that no one gets hurt, um, that that that's not them being your friend. That 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 that's someone who doesn't give a shit about you. Uh, and. Well, yeah. look, I, I don't know. I've, I've never heard of any cases of someone being allowed to do some twattish thing on a shooting range, but I'm sure they're out there. And the the, the bad habits form with yahoos who go, uh, have a mate who has a plot or a farm or something, and they just go do dumb shit when they've been drinking or th- no one's supervising them. And it just becomes ingrained in them. It takes a, a, a finger click for someone to build a bad habit and think it's okay to do it because they got away with it once. Right. Like no one's luck will run that far that they can indefinitely go and do dumb shit with firearms or blades or vehicles or motorcycles or anything that can end your life on a continual basis. If you're not in check, this is why we have speed limits. This is why we have range rules, all these sorts of things. Damn straight. So that's one, two, and three. I mean, that, that, that's fairly d- deep in terms of how much we care about our, our patrons on our range. So, you know, like number four now, fairly binary but all firearms are to be in a holster bag or box no firearms may be carried uncovered in your hands i laughed the other day i don't know who i told about this. something it might have been you coordinate when you're on the range a guy rolled in there with his 308 in, in the, the box, box. <laughs> in the box which he purchased from a firearms store a legit firearms store because it had the tag on it whilst you were there my man get yourself a gun bag yeah just for the sake of your firearm for the sake of everyone around you and just so that you don't look like a massive knob. <laughs> the box it comes with is perfectly fucking good. The manufacturer put at least two minutes into designing that thing. I suppose it's probably oh, yeah, yeah. better than him pitching up with the rifle in his hands. I'm sure that happens too. 
we've had I, guys walk in there like they're about to attack the Zulus with yeah. rifles over shoulders. And, you know, we have an association who uses our range regularly and they use massive caliber firearms. And <laughs> some of these guys, um, yeah, the, the term more money than sense comes to mind. But it's just, like I say, it's those guys who are used to going hunting in the field or doing their thing and the, the gun goes over the shoulder. So they think, why not do it at the place where I can shoot a gun? It's not cool. You're going to scare the shit out of the locals. Right? Bottom line. Yep. And holsters, like that's a big one for me, especially um, if you've got a husband, wife, or a boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, friend, whatever the combo may be, a gun owner and a non-gun owner. I can get the screaming shits, and it honestly turns my piss to vinegar when I see someone load a handgun and just hand it to someone. We have tables on our shooting range. Load the fucker up, put it on the table and let them shoot from behind the table. Like people are, and then obviously all the entrances to the ranges are opposite to the firing line. So if I came in behind you to say, what are you doing, dickhead? You are naturally going to turn with a gun in your hand, which has happened to me a number of times. I got swept by a five-year-old with a 12 gauge the other day. True story. Oh, fuck. Um, so yeah, you know, holsters and gun bags and carriers are there to keep your firearm safe keep it clean so that it, you don't get any obstructions in it theoretically before you go and shoot. And it's to let other people around you know that you are being safe as well, quite simply. I take that one step further for the, uh, when you are on the range and you're sticking long guns onto tables, please have some chamber flags so that you can flag guns that are not currently being used. Um, it, it might not be required by the range rules, but it is good common sense stuff to do. Especially if you're leaving the guns on the table and walking down range to go patch targets and things mm -hmm. while your buddy who may or may not know anything about firearms is now fucking around with the guns lying on the table and you're downrange from him. Um, yeah. Flag the stuff, you, tell him to leave it alone. Aren't, aren't you supposed to check that the ammo feeds in the rifle when your mate's patching the targets at the end? I thought that's how it worked. No, obviously, if you get one dud bat, one dud round in a batch, you just want to test fire, pre-fire all of the the remaining ones before it comes back. Make sure you haven't got any cut primers or anything. Also, if while he's downrange with a roll of patches, um, if he just stays there, it saves a lot of walking. You know, 100 meters is far, and I've seen this. No joke. This is a true story. 100 meters is far. Fricky goes to go patch his holes and go see where the holes are. Old. Pete, who's still at the benches, picks up that rifle to see Fricky 100 meters away. So you turn around and you have a man with a shouldered 308 looking down range through the scope at you. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a serious come to Jesus moment. If if you really have to keep an eye on your buddy, get a spotting scope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your rifle. The rifle. I mean, get a drone and yeah, get a drone and just park it above your target, whatever. But I've seen this, like. You can't make up bad etiquette. You, you've got to see it. And I invite any of you and anyone listening to come and spend a Saturday or Sunday, which are predominantly our busiest days, on the range with me. And let's just go do the rounds. Let's just go do the rounds. You will be horrified at some of the stuff you see that's insane so i, I mean in the gun... shooting range for five years uh yeah you know the drill that, that's why you i drink heavily 
<laughs> you've got PTSD. <laughs> I'm getting that. I'm getting that. Um, so yeah, first three, obviously safety. Four is just good common sense and good etiquette. And then number five, we nice segue. Do not handle your firearm when you are behind somebody. So I have seen people on the line while more people are behind them loading a shotgun. Just round after round, stick them in the tube, give it a good old click-clack because it sounds fucking awesome, but your buddy and his wife are standing in front of you. Why not? So your buddy and his wife just found out what it's like to be a home intruder. When they're standing in front of you, you do that, you know. Bowels turn to water. Yeah. I use a loose term. I don't like any Johns on my range. John Wicks, John Waynes, John McLeans, or John Rambos. <laughs> so if you're a John, fuck off. <laughs> Fricky's okay, John. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So don't don't handle your firearm when you're behind someone. Obvious. Do not load your firearm when you're behind someone. Even more important. Even if even if you just want to insert the mag into your gun, don't do it. This is why we have a firing line. It's safe. There's no one in front of you. Just, yes, load your mag. Do what you need to do. But put that mag in the pouch. Put it in your pocket. Hold on to it. Whatever. Don't stick it in the gun. Because anyone who has heard a mag being seated into a gun will know what that sounds like. And then more than likely, the person who's on the line will turn around with a loaded gun in their hand yep. and cause an even bigger problem. If you're not the unsafe person, the person on the line might be. So it's reciprocal and it's just common sense, guys. Don't do it. Get on the line, load your mag, rack it, go wank your rounds down the range and be safe about it. Like, let's just not be idiots. Like, uh, what's his name from Radio Up says, just don't be a doist. Be like a. Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Just, yeah, just there we go. Common sense is a power, is a superpower. <laughs> it's, it's not quite as common as the name implies. Yes, yeah. it's those two words should never have been put together ever. Yeah. Sense, yes, common, not so much. So, so obviously, when I when I'm when I'm loading my gun, what I should do is be in a in a nice straight firing line, and then instead of pointing the muzzle of my firearm forwards towards the bank, I should obviously you know, hold it sideways like this so that I can get a nice I can flag you no know, six, seven, eight people at a time oh, while yeah. I while I'm loading. Right is there's no consideration there for. Look, they're, they're going to they're going to be people listening to this who think, well, look, I I have I exercise good finger control, trigger control, muzzle discipline, all of these things. If I count my firearms, not a problem. I will DQ you from our range, and I promise you, I'll blackball you. I swear to God, if I see you sweeping your fellow shooters, I will blackball you. I don't care. And God help you if AS Ross leaves on the range that day, because you'll both bleed. And you'll be blackballed. You'll be like, blue do and blackballed. Go. Dude, do not pass go. Do not collect 200 rand on the way out. Go directly to jail or hospital, whichever one. So, yeah, please, guys. Like, muzzle discipline. We'll get into that again. It's it's massive. It's, it's basic, basic 101 firearms handling stuff. So don't handle your firearm when you're behind somebody. Do not load your firearm when you're behind someone. Um, rule number seven, under no circumstances, fire when someone is in front of the firing line. Some Yahoo will think it's hilarious to make his buddy cuck his jean pan, but a lot can go wrong. A lot can go wrong. You know, we all shoot competitively. We all get those stray rounds where our aim isn't so true. You think you're aiming four feet away from someone, you jerk that trigger. We have problems. We have big problems. 
then I have to talk to the police about why someone's bleeding uh, on my range, why someone... No, guys, come on. We've all thought about it. Like, let's let's just be honest here. It would be so funny if someone goes to pass the target and you pull off a shot, like, next to them or whatever. It, it, it also sounds amazing to drive in the opposing lane of traffic just to see what would happen. Like, let's not do these things, people. It's, it's retarded. So... Under no circumstances fire when someone is in front of the line. That just makes sense. It just makes sense. These are lethal weapons. In the wrong hands, they're doubly lethal. So I know this, you know, people listening now who are avid shooters think, well, oh, this is kind of binary, but I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the other 80% of firearms um, license holders who do not sport shoot, do not have good range etiquette, were not taught correctly, and just want to come and have a bit of fun. Like, yay. Me and my mates are hungover from yesterday. Let's go squeeze off a couple of hundred rounds. And while someone's doing something, let's shoot a couple of rounds at his feet. Like it's it's dumb. Don't do it. Yeah, the, the penalty for messing that up is uh, far more than anyone is willing to pay. So... Oh, yeah. It's and never okay... Go. Sorry, Karen? Yeah. No, it's, it, that's all I was going to say. It's never okay to think this would be funny. Because um, remember that... If you manage to hit your buddy, um, you're probably in for some hard time if mm-hmm. the matter gets reported, right? And the matter should get reported, but if it gets reported, you're in for some, you're in for a rough time. Oh, yeah. You're losing your guns. You're Yeah. And think of the other hundreds of shooters that use that range. We get shut down and you're going to, yeah, it's an inconvenience to have to go find another shooting range, but it's still, it's still a ball ache just because someone didn't think things through. And that's it. Look, firearms are very commonsensical. You know, there's rules, there's parameters. Just think before you pick that gun up, before you squeeze that shot, just think, what am I doing? Is there someone, use your peripheral vision, whatever. Just make sure it's safe. It's all about safety. It's about your safety, my staff safety, my safety, and everyone who's with you, everyone who's on that range that day. If some idiot is standing on the lip of the range wall, bearing in mind it's a quarry, looking down, thinking, I heard some gunshots. His safety is also my responsibility. So, yeah, just be sensible, guys. One, one of the things I always mention when I uh, when I do my little safety brief on a course is um, the, the three words I never want to hear come out of anyone's mouth is I was just. Because no intelligent action in the history of mankind has ever <laughs> been explained by the expression I was just. So if you're going to do something where if I said, what the fuck are you doing? You were going to say, I was just, don't do that thing. I was just feathering the trigger to see how much play there was in there. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to see what the reaction on your face is if I draw my gun while you're presenting the class. I was just looking down the barrel to see if there was a round in the chamber. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I totally agree. I concur 100%. <laughs> You'd Rule probably eight. get a better reaction if you showed the instructor the muzzle of your barrel and asked them to check if it was unloaded. And that has oh, happened. Yeah, when, it has happened. <laughs> when you wake up in hospital, you'll get all the answers you need. <laughs> I, I, I stopped, the, the first time I stopped teaching, I got out of the gun trade for a good few years. Um, and it was working on a public shooting range. I mean, I'm 22 and I look like this. Uh, working on a public shooting range, teaching on a public shooting range, and getting to the point where people would point guns at me with their finger on the trigger, and instead of moving out the way, I threatened to kill them. And it occurred to me that it was a matter of time before some security guard thwacked me in the head with a 12-gauge 
while I was mm. calling him a fuckhead? Because I try to say on the show. I th- I think any any farms instructor who's done any amount of instructing has threatened people and their entire lineage more than once <laughs> more than once so yeah i've 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 heard my father put words together in sentences without any normal english in there and it's just a long string of profanities whilst he's racking every round out of a 12 gauge <laughs> I was on a on a, a an indoor shooting range a couple of years ago, and uh, the guy in the bay next to me was having some some issues with his gun. As I remember, maybe he was just having issues shooting. But and what he did was he he left his cubicle, entered mine with his gun pointed at me, and went, "Can you help me, please?" And I turned around to have this gun in my face. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, no, no, it's okay. Mine's unloaded. And I looked at him and I said, well, mine fucking isn't. What do you think is going to happen here? <laughs> and he left. <laughs> it's it's like the, the, the pit bull theory. Like everyone and anyone who's a dog owner will come up to you. I've, I've only ever had stuffies and they're wonderful dogs, but they are a very dangerous animal. And if someone with a chihuahua or their Vauchon geek comes and says, my dog wants to say hello to yours. And I say, no, my dog is dangerous. And they still say, mine isn't. It's the same principle. Like, just because you think you're being safe, don't assume the person next to you or the person behind you or the person in front of you is being safe as well. You know, you've got to have eyes on in the back of your head, on the side, up your asshole. You've got to be looking everywhere all at the same time. Absolutely. Right. Uh, number eight. We're not even halfway through, guys. Like, I've got some saucy content coming up here. Holster your handgun, open the action of your rifle, and leave it alone when moving forward to view your target. So don't go view your target with your gun in your hand, which I see every day. Go squeeze off 17 rounds of 9mm with a Glock, and they walk. Hand swinging at their side with their firearm in their hand. They don't know whether they fired that last shot or not, but they want to go see how well they shot. They've, all they've shot is brandering and sand. No fucking cardboard. <laughs> so they may as well have saved themselves the walk. And they're just swinging. Gun in hand, finger on the trigger. Happy days. Like, this is cool. We're outdoors. Sun is shining. Wind's blowing. Birds are chirping. Guns out. Got my finger on the trigger. Yeah, exactly. Guns out, suns so, out, guns out. And guys, we Magnum's a very secure range. There's one point of ingress and egress. All our ranges have sidewalls, back walls. If you put your firearm down and walk the 10 or 15 or 20 meters to your target, no one's going to go take your gun, I promise you. They're like, you, you, you're, you're fairly secure. In all the years we've owned Magnum, no one has gone and touched or picked up someone else's gun unless it was part of their shooting group. So just put your gun down, holster it, do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel safe, but don't walk around with it in your hand. Fairly fairly basic points here. Um, here we go. One from the manual. Always point your firearm in a safe direction towards the backstop. This includes taking your firearm out of its holster bag or box. I see a lot of bad habits, people taking guns out of bags, there's four guys on the rifle rack. He opens the action, sweeps the other three guys on the row just to make sure it's safe. But he swept the other three guys. Like, guys, please. It's so, so dumb. I'm going to start walking around with a GoPro on my cap like Albert Bessels, and I'm just going to record. And I'm going to start a YouTube channel called Idiots of the Shooting Range. And uh, I, I genuinely can't put it into good proper English. I don't even have the fucking descriptive Afrikaans to tell you guys how bad it is. 
we we would push that YouTube channel so hard on this show. <laughs> you could monetize <laughs> a weekly blooper reel. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be way too much violence in that show. Because, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. And look, my dad hasn't been on the range as much as he normally does. Most people listening to this will know who my dad is. And a lot of people listening to this will have seen him on the range with said fucktards. Um, and believe me, it's it's not pretty to watch. However, for the purpose of the YouTube channel, I'm going to drag my dad out every day when he's feeling his worst and I'm going to go make him sit on the hundred meter range and supervise people. <laughs> we'll, you could, we'll, you could we'll live stream that. That, quickly. <laughs> that will maximize the uh, monetization. monetization Dude, that's, a, that's a good idea. If I just, <laughs> if I just get a couple of cameras and live stream what happens on the rifle range all day, that's, you yeah, need, that, you, need, that, you need two cameras idea. though. You, you need the GoPro facing forward and then you need a second one facing his face. Mm. You can see the expression. You, you can see him turn incandescent with rage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll call it the the the, D, the DHC, the dickhead cap, <laughs> so that you can see what's going on and who his his anger is directed towards. Uh, right, number ten. Uh, are we all good so far? Anything that you guys want to chat about? One through nine. Uh, just, We're halfway just one, there. One thing on nine that I think is a point that you made that people sometimes miss. Point your gun at the backstop. The mm -hmm. target is not necessarily a safe direction. The pile of targets sitting next to your Mikey are not a safe direction. The big pile of sand that stops bullets, that's mm. a safe direction. Yes. <laughs> you know, putting your, putting your, your muzzle against the table because if a, a round goes off, it'll just go into the table, our table that we paid for. <laughs> that's also not a safe direction. So yeah, it's unsafe for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Always keep your finger off the trigger until your muzzle is pointed at the target, not on the way to the target. Look, we we do a lot of you guys do a lot of tactical training. We do a lot of non-square range stuff. You know, draw, touch, squeeze. Fine. These people are not doing tactical training. They are not doing advanced handgun, rifle, shotgun. A lot of people do it all the time. I mean, you posted a video, a picture of that pleb in his car who shot through his car door, right? Just yeah. keep your finger off the trigger. And that goes for your kid. That goes for your wife. That goes for the three birds you brought in your Hilux who you want to show off for. Finger off the freaking trigger. It's not rocket science. And we see ADs on courses all the time. And these are quote-unquote experienced shooters. You know, you you... You see guys just lapse of concentration. They get some reflex or whatever, and that round goes off three feet in front of their big toe, if you're lucky. You know, we see it in competitions. These guys are experienced shooters. 80s happen all the time. Just keep your finger off the trigger. I don't know why it's called an accidental discharge. It should be called an idiotic discharge. I mean, that sounds like an STD, but we, we, should, we should rename that. because it's it, like you it is one of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> it's 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 just a brain fart it's an absolute brain fart to have your finger on the trigger unless you are 120 percent sure you're going to pull that shot and it's going to go where you intended to yeah we, we've all seen sports shooters who um aggressively prep the trigger a bit early <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, not pointing any fingers <laughs> I, I have never fired rounds between two targets 
at a match. <laughs> I I, 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 I've, I've missed quite a bit, but I've never fired around between two targets. <laughs> so you, you meant to shoot the barricades. Yeah, no, no, never mind the barricades. Like the, the perfect heather zone. Like if you took a protractor and measured 50% between the targets and you rang around in the middle. I've never done that. I've never, never ever done that. Okay, awesome. Um, not, well, not, I actually not, took a video in, in preparation of this of our barricades after our last club shoot. Guys, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to sound like my father, but do you have any idea how much wood and steel cost these days? And these guys are just going, bah, 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 bah. Fuck, yammer, yammer. sorry, 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 that's my bad. Okay, that is your bad. Come and repair the thing next week, Monday. Come and help. Let's show you how much work is involved in wrapping barricades with shade netting and things like that. Just anyway, we digress. Like we, we, trigger, we man- a- trigger management, trigger management. Well, for, for our listeners who've met Adrian and never met Billy, picture Adrian with hair and tattoos. Um, yep. Who, who's not quite as angry with the world yet, but I reckon by the week Thursday. <laughs> we had a spectacular example of shooting a barricade over the weekend when we shot the Vector match. We had a shooter who, uh, who, who shot one very nice alpha and then started moving in the opposite direction and hit a barricade fucking square. It was funny. Teed looks oh, like he doesn't I, remember. Wasn't that you? No. No, no. It was, it was, was a nice shoot like that. It was the king. Was someone else, yes. <laughs> the king. But, I mean... L- this is sports shooting. That's fine. Look, we, we, we're going to have casualties in the way of drums and barricades and steel plates and all of that stuff. But on the range, it's it's just negligence. It's, it's, yeah. it's retarded. You're not shooting on the move. You're not shooting for speed, score, or anything like that. You don't have an excuse to go standing a stray round anywhere bar that piece of brown cardboard. Yeah. That's, Wait, that's Are it. you saying... I'm sorry, but just, just to clarify, because... I think you might. I think you might be being offensive now. Are you saying that the tables, the dustbins, the roofs, and any other stuff you put on the range for whatever purpose is not something for me to shoot at? Right. Well, let me skip to let me skip to thirteen. <laughs> let me skip to thirteen. Oh, There's room for that. <laughs> Only shoot approved targets. Do not shoot bottles, bricks, rocks, or anything else so an approved target comes in the form of paper or cardboard i have seen guys shoot our steel frames that our um, target stands stand in one inch groupings on the rifle range so they are taking their 308 or their fucking lapua or whatever they're doing and they are purposefully shooting holes through steel just just to see what it does just to see what it does true story um I got to the range and Michael, our range manager, our faithful and loving range manager, bless him, came to me and said, Mr. Billy, you need to go down to range 13, which is our bottommost range. So anything bar, um, after range nine, I call it Mordor because bad shit happens there. Okay. So if someone purposefully comes to the range and they say, I'd like to go down to range 12, I'm like, uh-huh. Okay, cool. Mental note. He says, Mr. Billy, these guys rocked up here and either they're thirsty or they're up to trouble. And I said, what do you mean? He says, they came with those 12 packs of two liter cola, not Coke, but bunches of them. 
and they're on range 13. And as we talk, I hear, bah, 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 bah. someone's talking Afrikaans with their semi-auto. And then I hear a pump gun start up. And I'm like, okay, cool. Take a walk down to range 13. And true as God, these guys brought pallets of physical drink. Uh, other brands are available. Um, and they were shooting the shit out of them. They were shooting the shit out of these plastic bottles because the amazing explosion and the fizz and stuff like that. And I was like, guys, what, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, no, it looks cool. I was like, that's going to look pretty cool, me watching you pick up every ounce of plastic on this range. And then you may leave. <laughs> Two days later, again, you can't make this up. Three or four guys rolled into the range with five, 10 liter buckets of frozen water, just ice in these buckets. And I'm like, boys, it's not that hot today. We're like approaching spring. You good? What are the buckets of ice for? May I ask? <laughs> no, can we go to range 13? I said, what are the buckets of ice for? <laughs> no, we want to see what our hollow points do to them. Head in hand, I start laughing and I ask them if they are members at another shooting range where they can go and do this. <laughs> because you're not fucking doing it, yeah. <laughs> Why? I promise you, Winchester has a bigger R&D department than shooting buckets of ice on Magnum United City Range. They've tested the fuck out of those hollow points, boys. <laughs> what are you guys achieving here? I don't want to be funny. Gel? The last time I got attacked, it was by a frozen person. And I mm. don't think that uh, Winchester tests that. Dude, it's, you, you can't make this up. You absolutely can't. Guys bring also aerosol cans. Um, uh, someone brought a small gas bottle, like for a scuttle dry. What let's, the fuck? Let's shoot no, that's... no, no, it's empty. It's empty. I'm like, oh, you fucking sure. Why don't you go hold it? You, you go hold it, seeing as it's empty. I'll put the first round through. Like, guys, uh, there's a reason we don't let people shoot things. Bullets will alter the, tra um, ice will alter the trajectory of bullets. Correct. You don't know what, even water, even those cans of soda, they're, they're pumping them full of 12 gauge. Those pellets could go anywhere. Look, we know pellets don't carry their velocity as much as they should, but still the point is you've got other people on the line with you. It's, it's just dumb. Range 13, like 13 is my lucky number, but since I started working on Magnum, I'm going to fill range 13 in and turn it into a rubbish dump or something. And I'm just going to cut the range 14. We're going to go one through 12 and then 14. We're just going to skip 13 altogether. Like an airline. Because that, mm. Exactly, dude. On, on that same range, a guy was racing his AR. And as I came around the corner, he's got a brace against the tree and off to his two o'clock, maybe, and I'm, I'm being quite generous here, maybe two meters in front of him. It was much further than that. Was his wife video recording him? <laughs> yes for the so other than yeah other than range uh three which is our 100 meter range we are going to set up those um game trail cameras on range 13 to capture the fucking muppets of the world going down there to try and hide away from me and do dumb shit <laughs> <laughs> so so this is where we're going to invite everyone to the 22nd of august welcome to the gun show magnum united range range 13 fruit and veg party <laughs> Entry will be the range fee plus a scuba tank, a Kadak gas bottle, a thousand rands worth of fruit or vegetables, and a, and TV. Just a pumpkin. 
or a goat. To see what it does. <laughs> and we're going to science for the whole day, but he's going to make us voice rolls. It's going to be awesome. See you guys there. Guys, I'm serious. <laughs> come, come camp out in Mordor one day. You'll see some amazing stuff. And then we get instructors who go down there. They, they ask to go down. And I ask them why. Oh, good story. We were about to do our advanced handgun course. And this mammoth individual got out of a very small car with his beard. And he obviously grew up under power lines. That's how big he was because the radiation was thick in the sky. Was it and, um, <clears throat> No. My car's quite big. <laughs> no. And he specifically said to me, do you mind if we go to range 13? And I said to him, why do you want to go to range 13? Because in my experience, people go down there to call shit. And he said, no, I don't want to call shit. I just want to teach some of my friends to shoot on the move. To which I responded, oh, okay, so you're an instructor. He said, no, I teach Krav Maga. But um, yeah, I'm going to teach these guys to shoot on the move. I said, no, you absolutely will not. Let's, uh, let's keep you up here where we can see you in the daylight, not in Mordor. And uh, have a good day, Fredo. We'll see you later. <laughs> I've now worked out why I always get range one or two when I teach at Magnum. Because they have to keep a close eye on you. Life easier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought it was just, you know, Adrian and Billy being nice and going, yeah, it's close to the parking and the mm -hmm. toilets. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's the Shire. It's safe. <laughs> we can see what you're doing there. You can't hide away. <laughs> But yes, like on, on any shooting range, look, we, we're, we're, Joe Public is curious about what guns will do to stuff. Like I said, there are millions, if not billions of rands and dollars and pounds and all the different currencies in the world spent on R&D, on munitions alone, never mind the guns that fire them. These things have been tested. Google them. And guess what? You'll find 100 reviews. You'll find YouTube videos of people doing it safely. Don't come and do it on my range on the move with a pumpkin like <laughs> come on guys except for the halloween shoot where yeah where all our been? targets will be pumpkins and gourds yeah. if i remember correctly the fbi have spent a billion us dollars on their ballistics lab since 1986 um they have Just done shit that you're not going to do on a pumpkin yeah exactly look Yes, it's interesting and it's fun and he, 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 let's shoot something random, a tree or a whatever. But again, you're going to get bullet deviation. You're going to, you're going to get someone hurt. Like we're all sitting here laughing about feet and he's 25 liters of cola, but it's, it's a reality that someone will get hurt when you shoot dumb shit. I mean, how many times have we been on competitions? You're sitting down loading your mags and someone hits that pepper popper and you get a piece of brass in your leg or your eye or your arm or your neck. It's it's real, guys. It's insane. And yes, we laugh about it because we know better, but not everyone does. And yes, I know I've been swearing a lot. I apologize. I've got the, the Rossley Tourette's, but I've, I'm super I'm super passionate about this particular topic because I want in. people to come. I want people to come to my shooting range and enjoy themselves and want to come back because they can see that we care about everyone else's safety. I can let you guys get on with your shitty Mordor, like. Carry on. Go go do what you want to do. But when someone gets shot, you're going to come to me and say, do you have a plug and press? Do you have a tourniquet? And I'm going to go, no, I do not. <laughs> Mine only works on people who have brains. <laughs> Your dad is going to be so angry when he listens to this. 
because I'm giggling. <laughs> no, this is true. But it's the truth. It's the it truth. is the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> what can I say? Anyway, let's go back to range uh, uh, point 11, which is you may only fire from the designated fire line. We've sort of dabbled with that a little bit. There is a firing line for a reason. Bullets go in one direction, and that is away from the people on the firing line, not towards them, not vaguely in their direction, but immediately away from them. Um, never turn around on the firing line if you have a firearm in your hand. Let's dissect this one a little bit because I told you that I got <laughs> I got um, swept by a five-year-old with a 12-gauge literally this past weekend because we were closing up and I heard one of the Johns was having a go on the range. It sounded like an action movie. It happened to be a five-year-old kid. And as I came onto the range from behind them, um, he obviously got a fright and he turned around and he swept me with his 12-gauge. And, you know, his dad was standing right next to him. This is a five-year-old kid. I specifically asked his age. Yeah, I can't say. Here's the box key. With a 12-gauge? I don't think so, dude. Put him on a bench. Give him the hunting rifle. Get some sandbags there. Let him do his thing. But having him spank away 12-gauge ammo and then turn around and sweep me, that's not cool. No. Like, this is why we have a firing line. We're going to skip 13 because I've got a thing with range 13. So we've, we've done 13. Only I've just realized that rule 13 and range 13 there's going together swap these, swap these range rules around like we've got to skip this so yeah um targets must be attached to target stands oh you mean i can't just throw them on the floor and skip rounds off them no no your mate can't hold them either <laughs> are you sure <laughs> <laughs> oh yes what happens no, no, you can... for now? well you and him would have to seriously convince me that that apple on the head or the target in the hand or the fucking vintuk lager on your, on your pip is not going to go bang. But we've seen it, guys. People will stand things up or... Uh, I can't even give you a decent example of people not doing what they are meant to. We are one of the few ranges in South Africa, and T will attest to this. I don't know how often you've shot on our range, Cornet, where you I don't miss. have to do anything. You show up, you pay. We take your target stands to your designated range. We staple your targets to your stand. Ask if everything is okay. Do you need anything else? And we piss off. Guess what? Do you have to bring those target stands back yourself? No. Leave them there. We do everything for you. But what will they do? They will detach the cardboard target from said stand, shimmy it into a pile of sand, and go and obliterate it because our brand ring is not good enough to hold their target up, obviously. Well, I'm I'm less likely to destroy your brand ring if I don't use it, mate. You know what? Shoot the brand ring to shit for all I care, but just leave the freaking target on the brand ring. <laughs> like if it's going to be safe, cool. It's just uh, I, I I'm not going to use the word common sense again. But guys, we you you literally have to show up, pay, be safe, and go home. That's it. That's it. So I don't know if I'm building a rod for my own back, but the people who are listening to this, they think, fuck you, hell. I'm just going to show up there, ask for 26 stands, four pepper poppers, five six-inch plates, go wank away my ammo, and then leave. What are you doing tomorrow? I can tell you what you're doing tomorrow. I'm coming to the range. They're <laughs> all shooting on Sunday. I mean, between you, how many ranges have you been on in the country, if not the world, right? 
it's very rare that you don't have to a pay a deposit for your frames and stands and things like that. Go set it up yourself, do all of these things, and then have to lug it back and then pack up your your kit and go. So yes, my my father was very explicit in his in his way of putting the range together that shooters come to shoot you don't come to build your ranges set things up it detracts from the matter at hand especially if you are a serious shooter we've got club members who come to the range every week and they know they can ring us ahead of time and say i'll be there at nine i need nine frames tall brand ring medium brand ring i need two plates whatever and we'll go set it up for them they shoot they leave bottom line like we want shooters to shoot but people abuse that privilege and we get our frames back and they've got grouping shot in them and our brand rings buggered and it's just it's an it's an abuse of a privilege that i i feel as magnum united shooting range we give to people we give people benefit of the doubt that they're not going to misuse our stuff and we give people benefit of the doubt that they're going to use things appropriately but it doesn't happen and this is why my old man is probably as angry as he is because people have taken advantage of his generosity fact you know not all shooting ranges are as accommodating as we are and, and you know, I, I just want to add, add to that because Magnum, I, I try and run as many courses out of Magnum as I can. Um, Magnum is an awesome range. You've got a lot of ranges. Uh, it, it's a very reasonable range fee, and it's you're not limited on time. Um, and and the little things like if you pitch up, there's a fair amount of ranges that don't have target stats. Um, you know, Magnum, there'll be target stands. There'll be there'll be someone to set up your targets for you. It, you you don't have anyone breathing down your neck. You don't have. We don't have you, a time limit. Yeah, you you generally aren't going to have to share a range with a stranger. Um, you know, so it is it is, and I'm not blowing smoke up Billy's ass because you know it's it's more fun to give him shit. But it's a really really nice facility, um, and. There, there aren't a lot of ranges around like that. There aren't a lot of ranges around that, that offer as much as Magnum does. Uh, and I'm not paid to say this. But, you know, it, it's one of those things that don't fuck it up. Um, don't, don't ruin it for everyone. And don't have a system now where you could pay three times as much so they can have a range officer standing behind you um, because you're too stupid to act like a grown-up. Not only that, guys, but I mean, what, what people don't understand is, the, the, and this is going to sound like a bitch, but it's the, it's the reality is the, the, the cost of running a shooting range, brand ring, shade netting, steel for target frames, all these sorts of things ha- has gone up. And our prices went up in January for the first time since 2014. And we had people saying, oh, you went from 100 to 150 rand. Hmm. We haven't had a price increase for nearly a decade and you, you're pissing and moaning for an extra 50 rand. You don't have a time limit. You can come and go as you please. You don't have to pack up, pick up, set up, none of that stuff. You know, I've seen some shooting ranges out there that are rushing you 15, um, 50 rand for 15 minutes. Yep. And then you're, you're indoor, you have a lane, you don't have distance, you don't have multiple discipline um, shooting ranges. On our shooting range, if you want to shoot your 9mm and your 308, go for it. Take up a bench on the rifle range, go and do your sighting, come off the rifle range, we'll put a stand up for you on one of the shorter ranges, and there you go with your handgun. Cool. Like, no mess, no fuss. You you, you just tell us what you want to do, we'll set it up for you. We want shooters to be shooting. And, so, and realistically, yeah. 150 Rand doesn't buy you 25 rounds of 9 mil ammo. Just put that in no. perspective because I think people sort of forget, you know, like, and I mean, I've re- I've reached that age now where you, you kind of start remembering what things used to cost. But 
150 bucks is not going to buy you half a box of nine. 150 bucks no. is going to buy you a nice takeaway. <laughs> not, it, it's not going to buy you dinner in, in a restaurant. It's not going to buy you a steak. No, it's chicken it's going to buy you a, Yeah, exactly. It's going to buy you a, a supersized McMeal with a fucking um, milkshake. It's, and we're lucky here, guys. I, I think a lot of South Africans especially don't realize how lucky we are that I know a fair amount of guys in the States who don't have access to a range where they can draw from a holster or where they can, they can shoot outdoors or where they can shoot at more than fucking seven meters. Um, two rounds a second. Uh, exactly. Right, one round a second. And they're paying yeah. substantially more than 150 bucks. And I mean, if you pitch up there at nine on a Saturday and leave at five on a Saturday, or even later, if you promise Billy sexual favors, um, you know, <laughs> you, you can spend the whole day there. Yeah. I mean, we have had guys pitch up on our quieter weekdays who've spent four or five hours there. We're not going to chase them away. They're having a good time. They're doing what they want to do safely and responsibly. Um, but going back to the abuse of the privileges, look, I, I'm not biased. I have been to other shooting ranges. I have done my market research. But, you know, 150 rand for a potential unlimited day of shooting is not too much to ask. Equally, it's outdoors. Our shortest shooting range is 10 by 10. So you've got 10 meters wide by 10 meters deep. That's our smallest range. Um, so... Look, you, you've got you've got a lot of possibilities there, but people abuse it, and then never mind the man hours. So we've got arguably one of the biggest clubhouses in Pretoria as a shooting range goes. We've got 250 square meter clubhouse. We've got benches and tables in there. And one of the benches broke. So we looked at this and we thought, look, these benches. It took three days of us sanding and fixing and varnishing benches just for our people to use. That's Three days of two people's man hours. Now, if I worked out my hourly rate over three days, just fixing benches, guys don't understand how much maintenance is involved in a shooting range. You know, you've got to keep moving walls. You get erosion with the, the bullet penetration through the walls. They're constantly shifting. You've got to keep maintaining things. So, yeah, like we like guys shooting, but don't shoot stuff that you're not supposed to. Don't shoot at stuff that you're not supposed to. Don't try and shoot stuff that you're not supposed to and don't abuse the privileges. Don't shoot the equipment. Don't break the stuff. Don't shoot the dustbin. We've had that, seriously. And bear in mind the dustbins are behind the firing line. We find fresh holes in our bins all the time. That's not that's not cool in that's the slide. madness. So we've, uh, we're at 40. We've only got four more to go. Now this will come to a surprise, uh, come as a surprise to a lot of my leatherback cousins. Um, but under no circumstances, may you please be able to change with whip schooner, blockies, or a sandala. None of you are fucking Mahatma Gandhi. Put on some fucking shoes to come to the range. <laughs> Sandals, no. You're not surfing. No blockies. Put shoes on. Not only, and we've seen it happen, a, a hot case go in, like land on someone's foot or whatever. And they've got a loaded gun in the hand and they start jumping around like a jackrabbit. It's unsafe. Let me tell you about our indigenous populace on the shooting range. We killed a two-meter black mamba on the range not so long ago. Two-meter black mamba. That's a big piece of wildlife. Cape spitting cobras. We have scorpions. We have massive centipedes. Just wear normal shoes. <laughs> now, let me not put anyone off who's scared of critters. They're not just roaming the place. I'm not Steve Irwin, but... We live in sub-Saharan Africa. There are snakes and things around here. So, you know, if you've got your pluckies on... It's an Adrian Rosley. 
He's really pissed off now. <laughs> he's, he's, gonna, he's gonna kill you, T. Crikey, <laughs> what a what a whopper! Look at the shiny head on the side. You're dead. Oh. It's been nice knowing you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find a new range to teach that. But yes, guys, like. <laughs> this this is part of your gear. Um, pluckies don't have good grip. You know, you sh- you're shooting, some guys are, sh- and inordinately, it is the guys who are shooting high caliber rifles who come in there with pluckies. Now go stand there and shoulder your 308 with your pluckies. It's a hot day. Your feet might be a little bit sh- sweating and you come unstuck. You fall down, you've got a gun in your hand. There are people around. Like, just don't be a doist. Wear shoes. Simple. Very simple. Like, I don't know what your I don't know what your guys' feelings are on the matter, but you're going to go shoot guns. You're not going to go lie on a beach. Wear the appropriate attire. That comes with. Make sure you've got your trousers with a belt around it. You don't want to be shooting and your pants fall off. Make sure you've got iron ear protection. Preferably wear a cap. There's sun. You know, shield your eyes. All of that stuff. So why come to the range with? Yeah. Sorry, Willie. On the cap thing. And and this this includes some some uh, ladies tops and things as well. Mm-hmm. I don't really shoot without a cap, and the reason I stopped shooting without a cap now. But he does shoot this, with a ladies top. I do shoot with a ladies top. This happened on an indoor shooting range where I didn't need a cap, right? Didn't need a cap because there's no mm-hmm. sun. And what I managed to do was I managed to lodge a case that had ejected from my gun and bounced off the side sort of partition behind mm-hmm. my shooting glasses. And I ended up with a nice burn underneath my eye. Thank goodness it didn't touch my eye, but I ended up with a nice burn sort of under the eye. Um, and now I don't shoot without a cap um, yeah. because not everyone's glasses fit to the point where you're not going to get brass behind it. Now, I've since changed glasses and it shouldn't happen, but I'm not willing to take the risk. Same thing with with clothes that, that are literally brass catchers. Um, people do dumb things when they burn. Um, and, oh, yeah. and that's not a controlled thing. I mean, joke, jokes aside, as as, as much as um, most of us in, enjoy a low cut top, uh, and and sometimes even a, a girl in a low low cut top, <laughs> we, you know, it, it it happens that that you you see girls go to the range or, or ladies go to the range with with sort of a really low cut top, and they catch a case in their cleavage, and it's really a it's mm-hmm. really unpleasant for them, and b you've got to be severely steely-eyed to sort of just, you know, ride that out and and not react. Uh, and, yeah. and you may have no control over that. So you, you don't lose anything by by making sure there's as little skin to brass contact as possible. Um, but there are... Yeah, look, I, I coined the phrase with my old man, it's the range, not the reds. Right, we we're going to go shoot guns outdoors. Leave your open-toed shoes. Leave your high heels. Leave your sandals. Leave your pluckies. Leave everything at home. Don't come to the range in a sundress. Don't come with your board shorts. You want as much protection from a ricochets, anything that could go wrong. The elements. It is outdoors. We live in sub-Saharan Africa. You will burn animals, things like that. Just protect yourselves, guys. Like. Wear some robust clothing so that if something goes wrong, <clears throat> you've got a bit of protection. That's it. Yep. We're completely on the same page there. We all agree. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, number 16. Now, Kurna, you mentioned something about this before we started recording, I believe. You may not consume alcohol before or during shooting. Once you start consuming alcohol, you may not leave the clubhouse area. So for those of us who've never been to Magnum United's shooting range, yes, we have a clubhouse, massive. We do like a drink, um, but alcohol and gunpowder don't mix. So when shooting finishes, the drinking commences. That also goes for guys who are heavily hungover. You are not in 100% control of a vehicle or a firearm when you are hanging out of your ass and you're bleeding through your eyes. Like, just come and do due diligence if you're going to be on the range. You know, if I if I have a severe hangover, I won't even practice. I won't even I won't even consider picking up a gun that day. So, al- alcohol is a big, big no-no. And you you said you've seen people on ranges, or I don't know if you've even seen them on ours with that that tins there. It's only one. Like I'm a big guy, I can take one beer and carry on shooting and starting my rifle. It only takes one. But if something were to go wrong, which wasn't necessarily your fault and you've got to blow into that pipe you've got to please explain to the long arm of the law then like how do you how do you explain that irrespective of whose fault it was you're the guy who's drinking yep so uh, yeah there's dumb stuff that happens on shooting ranges with alcohol uh, i i like guns i like whiskey but not at the same time uh, yep you know, finish up if, if you're going to have a drink pack up all the guns put everything away have a drink Make sure you're not driving if you're going to have more than one. Um, well, yeah, yeah, look, like Magnum United has a shooting club. For those of you who don't know, Magnum United shooting club. Um, our drinking club has a shooting problem. So <laughs> yeah. we, we, we get the whole alcohol thing, but it's done off range in the clubhouse. We don't even allow you to go from the clubhouse to the gents with your beer in your hand. You've got to leave it in the clubhouse. Yep. That's how stringent we are. And yeah, people might think that's OTT, but <clears throat> excuse me, if some civvy came in that day to see what's going on in Magnum United shooting range and they see a bunch of yahoos with guns on their hips walking all over the place with beers in their hands, that's not going to go down too well. And we're going to have to answer some serious questions. So yeah, we are South Africans. We like to drink. We like to shoot. We like to hunt. We like to take the piss. Let's do some of those, but not all of those together. I just want to add a little something to this for the guys who do enjoy a drink after a match or after some practice or whatever. And and I'm one of those. I I believe that range dust needs to be cleared with a beer and that's the only thing that will suffice. Remember that at some point you're going to have to get back to the hot box to load your carry gun <coughs> to drive home. So one, you still need to drive home to be responsible. Two, you are going to need to load your carry gun before you leave if you're sensible. So you need to take that into account when you decide to go bonkers, right? If you want to get yeah, bonkers, have-, have a buddy that's going to drive you home and have a buddy who's going to have a loaded gun when you leave the range. Because leaving shooting ranges without a loading gun, a loaded gun is not oh, smart, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Look, we, we advocate guys when they come off the last stage of the match, go to the hot box, load your carry gun, get your hollow points, whatever you want to do. We've also had some guys inadvertently shoot out their carry ammo, but that's fine. Go go reload your, your carry gun and then come and have a beer or a, a Coke or a water. Shooting is a very social sport. It's also highly competitive, so people want to go measure dicks afterwards. And yes, you're right. To blow the dust off after a long day on the range, a beer goes down really well. But 
moderation is key. Um, we've had we've had people fall asleep at the club afterwards. Like you, you, you a have to get home, like Corne said, but also you've got firearms on you. You'll have, you may have a competition gun and your carry gun. Like we all we all like a drink, but we don't want to sound like a bunch of grandparents. But it has to be responsible because again, it's our ranges and our clubs and our affiliations reputations that are on the line imagine someone from Gunfree, south africa hearing that we're a bunch of 70 guys all pissed out of our boxes with guns and they were going to unload reload get in our cars go home and beat our wives up like it's it's not good it's not good yeah i mean i, I would never try and beat up my wife she'd fuck me up but um <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and jokes aside, if you can't stop after one, you should probably stop drinking. I think that's yeah, or just have a, a soft drink or something. Mm. Like we've but got loads of guys who just leave afterwards. They just leave. Like that's cool. They've come to shoot, not to socialize. But shooting is a social sport. Mm. I mean, any any team, quote unquote, team sport. Rugby, cricket, you guys play a match, you have a couple of babies afterwards, you go home. Cool. Like, it's it's great. Um, but yeah, so alcohol and shooting ranges. Now, look, I'm, I'm, I'm blurring the lines here because I am rebuilding our clubhouse um, after lockdown last year where it got pillaged to be a, a working, functional, hireable venue for birthdays, parties, whatever. But that will be after the shooting range closes to the public. So we we drawing lines between when it's appropriate to have alcohol in the range or not. Um, when we have competitions, just for anyone who's listening, our shooting range is generally close to the public. So you've only got a bunch of sports shooters there who know one another. So if someone is walking around with a beer in the hand, you can only imagine that they've either been DQ'd and their shooting day has ended and their drinking day has started, or their their match is done. So yeah, um, alcohol is a big one. Um, thankfully we don't serve any there. So yeah, don't bring it to the range unless you're planning on having it afterwards. Yeah. Exactly. Um, number 17, uh, our penultimate rule is under no circumstances, climb the range walls. <laughs> now, why not? Whilst, there are such nice range walls to climb. I mean, yeah, that, that red sand is really fun to play in, but you know, I've seen guys who are maybe making, um, ballistic notes or something while they reloading the wind takes that piece of paper it flutters down the range it lands on one of the berms and, and they'll go climb that berm whilst hearing gunshots around them guys you know especially now during lockdown they their kids are off school they bring their young son or their daughter or kids plural to the range and they want to come squeeze off a few shots and the kids are genuinely standing on top of a two and a half meter berm building sandcastles and throwing sand and stones and things at one another. And there is not one direction on our shooting range that we don't shoot in. So just because you're on range three and you're shooting in a northerly direction, there are ranges behind you which shoot in various other directions and all around you. It's not safe. Those things are, are there at the base. I mean, you've both been there. The base of those berms are at least two meters wide. And they stand two and a half meters tall as per regulation. So you've got a kid on top of a two and a half meter wall with bullets whizzing around them. It's mental. And that's sheer negligence. And I tell you what, and I'm happy to take the flack for this, but if I see your kid on a range wall, I will bluxem you 
because you're a terrible parent. No, it's a fact. Yeah. That's that's one well, of the most deadliest places to be on a shooting range is on top it, of the boom. It, it, it's like allowing your children to play in traffic. It's, it's yeah. not the person. I mean, I, it's no one else's fault if they get squished. You might as well give them a gun. You might as well just give them a gun and say, there you go. See how it works. It's loaded, by the way. See how it works. It's dumb. I won't even talk to your own kid. I will blixen you because you're a bad parent and you bring him our ancient to deal with repute. Absolutely. Enough said. Like, we, I don't think we need to hammer that one home anymore. Do not climb the range wall. And this is probably the most Rossly rule on here. And I bet when I'm done saying it, Tarek's going to recite it as if he was my father. You will be held responsible for every shot that you fire. That is, if if ever you've met my father, that's a that's a Rosleyism in the truest form. You will be held responsible for every shot that you fire. You hear that Fact. in your dad's voice. Yep. So you say that, yeah. I hear your dad's Good. voice. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's true, guys. Like I've I've not pulled that shot. The guy next to you hasn't pulled that shot. You've. We, we talk about shot calling in competitive shooting. I don't care if you're a competitive shooter or not. If you are not 100% sure where that round is going, don't pull that shot. You have to be able to say that I was shooting at X and I believe it is going to go to X. If there's any deviation from that, any doubt in your mind, don't pull that trigger. Just why? You're not timed. You're not paying premium rates. You're not racing anyone. You're not in a competition. You're not shooting for score. Take your time. Be responsible. Call your shots, and everyone goes home safely. Derek, That's a very you sensible. Will be held responsible for every round. You <laughs> <laughs> should release that as a video. <laughs> but yeah, look, <laughs> it's it makes sense. It just it's. It, it, it's this is the whole chickens come to roost thing. When you tell someone, if I was to say to everyone that checked in, if I manned the range full time and wouldn't have Michael there, I would make a point of saying this to everyone. As as they're paying before they pay, I'd say, be aware that you will be held responsible for every shot that you fire. It's it's a bit sobering and it's it's a bit real. But I think if people are made aware that we are not shooting toys, they are real firearms, and just be sensible. Yeah, I, and that's it. Those those are our eighteen rules. They cover a lot of the fundamentals. I'm sure other shooting ranges have other rules. Other shooting ranges may have no rules. Uh, but this is Magnum United's eighteen rules, and I felt it only right to address your audience and some of your audience obviously frequent our range and just clarify things. You know, I'm I'm more than happy for people to challenge me on these rules, but they all have substance. We might not have all the rules that people think are fair. We might have too many. But, you know, you guys are avid shooters. Uh, I don't know what Gaz thinks, but are we missing anything? Is there anything that should be on here? Is there anything we've not covered as shooting ranges go? If, if you apply those rules, um, nothing untoward can happen. And yeah. there is nothing in those rules that are going to take away from your enjoyment of the day unless you want to be a dick. Um, there's nothing there that, that that is a case of, well, fuck. You know, it it it, it, it it's mm. not draconian. It, it's not unreasonable. Um, those are things. If you are shooting on your mate's farm in two buffels met Ian Squid Rocks is good for time. Um, yeah, that was a mouthful, dude. I know. I that's that actually two buffels met Ian Squid most do it. 
There we go. Yeah, but Dave can't say that, so. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> uh, like I told you, but, I'm, I'm half rock spider myself. It's fucking <laughs> impressive, I've got to say. Yeah. Um, but if, if, you, if you're on your mate's farm shooting and you follow those rules, you're going to have as much fun and, and unless you want to do fucking stupid shit. Um, and, and, you know, the problem with stupid shit is it's fun until someone loses an eye. Then it's hilarious for mm. everyone else. But the, the, there is no downside to, to following those rules. There's nothing there that's going, you can't, as I said earlier, you can't draw your gun or you can't do this, you can't do that, or you can't shoot relatively fast. Mm. Um, and, and I think people forget that they, that, that, you know, it, it's one of those things that everyone wants all the benefits of, of, of the rules without them yeah. having to follow the rules. Uh, and I want to be on a range where I know everyone else is following those rules. You know, I'm, I'm not a big fan as a rule of, of, of public shooting ranges. I, I generally try and avoid public shooting ranges because sometimes people do stupid shit. Um, and as I said earlier, mm. it's, it is an incredibly safe sport. We, we, have, we have far less injuries than fucking golf. Um, but that comes because we have pretty strict rules and, and most of us, I think the majority of us are, are pretty strict about following those rules and about calling someone else. And, and I think that's related as well. If, if you're at Magnum United or, or at any other shooting range and you see a stranger doing something stupid with guns, don't be, it's not high school. Don't be worried about Mikey nine. Don't be worried about snitches get stitches. If you see someone else doing something stupid with guns, you need to make, draw attention to that. Um, it might yeah. be a case of they're a fucking idiot who, who who need to be punched in the face, in which case, call Billy's dad, um, but film it. Um, it <laughs> might simply be a case of they don't know any better. And, and, and yeah, negligence. You, yeah. you can help educate them. Uh, but you're not, and, and this is something that, 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 that people have gotten confused about for a long time. It's the same thing about lying, allowing bad ideas on the internet. You are not doing anyone a favor by letting them be dangerous. Um, mm. You know, I, I don't care if it works for you. If, if, if you point a gun at me, we're going to have a, a, a serious, we're going to find ourselves in a serious predicament. Um, if you point a gun at my wife, you, we're going to have a, an even more serious predicament. So if some dude accidentally points a gun at your child, they're equally dead if that bullet hits them. Um, they're not more dead because they, they, they did it on purpose. They're not more dead because you kind of like the soak. Um, by simply following... What's a, a relatively, and, and, and Billy said it earlier, a, a relatively common sense series of instructions. Um, don't be fucking stupid. Don't do stupid things in stupid places with stupid people. Um, and, and sometimes yeah. you're those stupid people. And look, I, I am my brother's keeper and I, I, I try and do this in any, any walk of life. I do, I'd rather be a sucker than a cynic mm. some of the time. And I don't want to see a guy misbehaving or doing something incorrectly on a range and immediately go flying down his neck. Um, I'd rather go and talk to the guy and say, did you know? So I've, what I've started doing to de-escalate the situation immediately because people get really defensive when they're in the wrong is I will take the range register to them and say, excuse me, sir, what is your name? I'll find their name. I'll say, is that your signature? can I please direct you to rules one, three, and whatever, and say, did you read? And were you aware of it? And if it's in black and white and you've signed it, can you argue? Oh, yes. 
because they fucking do. Yeah, you can argue, but you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 there for a reason. And and what I'm in the process of doing now is I'm digitizing our range rules, and they'll be pinned to our Facebook page. So if someone frequents our Facebook page or our web page or our Instagram, it's going to be the first thing they see. It's it's got to be there. Yes, they will ignore some of it, but there'll there'll be some who will read it and go, "Huh, I didn't know that," or "I didn't think of that." I'm glad I read this. And us as pro firearm people need to think of the greater good. You know, these people who will have the 80s and shoot other people accidentally and so on and so forth, they tarnish the sport. They tarnish something that the rest of us take great joy in. And probably the person who dies and the person who shot someone else, the people around them will become anti-guns. And it's just taking further steps away from us getting what we want in our sport and in our enjoyment of firearms and so on and so forth. So there are much greater repercussions than just that that incident and the related family members. It's just adding to a list of stupid people who make firearms mistakes, which have created gun-free South Africa or anti-gunners and things like that. So it's massive, guys. If you are a firearms uh, a, a license holder, you you are responsible to everyone else who holds a license. Yep. In our current situation, you are responsible to every other license holder. Because when you make a mistake, it reflects badly on everyone else. Um, yeah. People think we're crazy. Don't take our guns. Like we super right-wing crazy people. And that's why like with all of this gun law stuff, we need to make our points in a calm, decisive, in- intellectual manner. Um, and that's why I'm now the face of the range. It was my father goes and yells at people. Um <laughs> <laughs> because he's just sick of he's just sick of seeing it, and we're laughing. And some people might think I'm over exaggerating, but it is. He's he's just he's had 20 years of these small idiotic things where, you know, it's a, a good example is people who buy dogs only to shove them in a shelter or neglect them or something. People should have licenses to have dogs. Why get a firearm if you're not going to practice the proper precautions? Exercise good gun safety. Teach other people about good gun safety. It's it doesn't correlate, you know, why drive, why go for hours and hours of driving lessons and get your license to just go, fuck it. I'm going to do uh, clutch and brake foot. I'm not going to do it the way they taught me, or I'm going to do a Lewis Hamilton or a Schumacher. I don't need to put my feet there. And why go from first to second? Let's just go straight from first to reverse. Like, you know what I mean? There, there's a, there's a set of rules. There's a process. Just adhere to them. It's all been done before. There's nothing new in firearms. There's nothing new. They've been around since fuck knows how long. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. Just do the right thing. Yeah. That is the technical term. And and I think just just to to sort of clarify that as well, um, and I'm not talking for Billy, but that's not to say that get the impression that Magnum United is is not somewhere to have a good time or or to try and avoid it now because they're going to sort of make you follow rules. it's more reason to go somewhere where, where you know that stupidity is not going to be acceptable. Uh, they're not going to get in the way of you shooting. They're not getting in the way of you doing anything that, that isn't dangerous and negligent. They just, they're going to stop you doing stupid shit. Um, and, and the problem with stupid shit is you might do stupid shit and not be, be as much of a problem as you think. But the dude next to you, when he does stupid shit, do you really want him left on the range? Um, and sometimes that that dude is you. So, you know, don't don't avoid the range. It, it's not, you know, it, it, it's not 
that you're going to this draconian fucking, um, you know, fascist thing um, where we will only hear one click. Um, they just, they're not going to let you endanger innocent people and, and yourself and your family. Uh, and for that, be grateful. Don't be a dick. Look, like, like I said on our, sorry to interrupt, on our mm-hmm. webpage, we, we are literally, there is no board of directors, there's no committee. It's myself, my father, and my mother. And we're just a family who is passionate about shooting, which means we're passionate about people who shoot. And we want the longevity of the sport and we want people to keep coming back. So yes, we are strict. Don't get me wrong. We will not tolerate any hot-dogging, thundercatting, fucking just straight-up retardedness on our shooting range. And that's why I walk around. But with walking around, I meet new people and I make new acquaintances and I get feedback from people. And do you know what? If you're on my range and you say, I don't like that rule, I will hear you out. Maybe one of these rules is draconian, as you said, and I'll consider it. But until you prove me wrong, they are here to stand. They're here for your and everyone else's safety. So I appreciate you saying it's not a place where fun goes to die, because it certainly isn't. We have a lot of fun on the range. But we're not going to budge on your and your fellow shooter's safety. I think that's fair enough as it goes for shooting ranges. Yeah, you, you shouldn't budge on those. And uh, I want to add something when you ask, do we think that your rules are fair and just? And do we think that, that it's covered everything that should be covered? Um, 18 rules are a lot, okay? It's a lot of rules. But we've got to remember that a lot of those rules sort of merge together. The don't do things while people are in front of you, only do things on the firing line, all play into safe direction, all play into into reasonable and safe gun handling. But there's also a lot of those 18 rules that you do once and you forget about. And I, and I mean that in the best sense possible. You put your glasses on when you get to the to the unloading bay and you forget about them for the rest of the day. Don't take them off. Don't, don't, don't forget to wear them. But you put them on and that rule has been complied with. Just don't take them off. Put your earpo on then and your rule is complied with. Don't take them off. Dress appropriately when you leave your house and that rule is complied with and you forget about it. Um, 18 rules is a lot. But honestly, the 18 rules that you've presented are not a big ask. They are fair. They cover things that need to be covered. And they are genuinely easy to comply with. It's almost if, as if you follow those four rules that some of us get a little bit Nazi about mm. and bad things won't happen. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> the other thing is with, well, those, with those rules being fairly comprehensive the way they are, they're covering anything from people who are misinformed or ill-informed to negligent, maybe forgetful. Um, and then it's also covering for those people who let curiosity get the better of them. So what often happens with curiosity and the big part that people forget about with curiosity is what are the consequences to my curiosity? And if you ask that question, whenever you get curious about something, you know which direction you're going to head in. Hmm. Yeah, look, guys, it is a fun range. Um, we don't have walls and dividers up like the indoor ranges. The guys on the rough range are sitting shoulder to shoulder. I'm not quite shoulder to shoulder, but everyone's out on the um, on the rifle range, guys chat. We, we breed a social society within our range. We're often making introductions. There's a lot of crossover between hunting, sports shooting, and just casual shooting. Um, and with all the stuff that I'm now putting into place, we welcome new shooters. But 
I wouldn't go and start any sport or discipline or hobby without seeking out the advice and the rules and the fundamentals and all of these things of said task or sport or whatever. It doesn't help you go pick up rugby and then you don't know what a forward pass is in the game. It's just take the time to familiarize yourself with whatever it is that you're turning your hand to. And in this instance, it is dangerous. It is very dangerous. So we welcome new shooters. We welcome experienced shooters. And I welcome criticism about this. You know, my emails plastered all over our webpage and the Facebook page. Talk to me about this. If you guys think it's OTT, cool, that's fine. Talk to me. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to you. Um, if you feel there's something that we should add in here, we'll put it in there. But until then, you know, being slightly Nazi about it, you're on our range. Stick to our rules. If I came to your home and you have rules, I'll adhere to them. You know, so, this has been like therapy for me. I've, I've had two months of pent-up, <laughs> downright anger <laughs> about the knobheads that frequent my range sometimes. <laughs> this has been great. I need to come and do this once a month. <laughs> You're we'll do a back. regular Billy show, and, and Billy yeah. will call you all fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just to, to sort of wrap up a little bit for, for people wondering, uh, Magnum United is just off the Donkerhook off-ramp, uh, sort of north east of Pretoria? Um, yeah, so out east on the Old Bronx Break Road, if you're coming on the uh, N4, it's the Donkaruk-Toshko off-ramp. Our Google Maps is pretty accurate. It is an outdoor range. It's a 100-meter rifle range. Um, there's yep. 12 pistol ranges. There's um, indoor toilets with nice porcelain, which, jokes mm -hmm. aside, is, is a nice feature. Um, there's a club there that you can join. There's IPS, There's an IPC club there. Uh, and IDPA. And an IDPA club and, and range membership is is a thing. Um, so we have a kill house. There's a kill house. Uh, there's a Facebook page if you need to, to kind of track things and, and to get Billy's contact details, which is Magnum United. Um, so go have a look uh, if you haven't shot there and, and you live in, in sort of Joburg. I'm very surprised. Uh, and it's not that far from Joburg either. I mean, I'm I'm on the West Rand and it's still not that far. It's, it's the range I generally try and teach out of. Um, so, you know, go have a look. Go, go try out the range. As, as much as we've kind of joked around and met about it, um, <laughs> unless you do something really idiotic, no one's going to be rude to you. No one's going to threaten you. Adrian's not there all the time. Um, <laughs> but jokes aside, you know, it's it, it's a good range. Um, uh, TDI is based out of there as well. So so there are there are training courses there. Um, it's a great place if you need to do competence. It's a great place if you need to do your instructor's training or if you want to do a sort of other training. And, and, and all those courses go up on the Facebook page. So... Uh, Adrian remains one of one of the instructors. That's my default recommendation when when people ask me who else to train with. We may not necessarily agree on everything, and I think that's a good thing. Um, but he is a fantastic instructor, um, and he is he's one of those instructors you want to train with. And I would suggest doing that sooner rather than later. Um, but he's got fucking big shoes to fill there. Um, I'm never going to fill them. I don't. I don't have active combat experience. I wasn't on the border. I wasn't in the police. You know that that man has what he's forgotten about combat firearms and anything related to that. Most of us have yet to learn. 
you know, mm. being shot, being shot at and blown up out of Casper, Caspers and armed vehicles. There's no way you can teach stuff like that. And he's just very knowledgeable. And, you know, they say it takes 10,000 hours to become a, a master at your craft or an expert. It's his profession. He's, he's only ever known how to be in combat situations, teach um, combat scenarios, things like that. That that says a lot. You guys as trainers have day jobs. His job is to teach people how to stay alive or kill other people. So, you know, you can't put a price tag on active combat experience, you know, having been in whatever situations he's been in. And, you know, he's he's that's why you'll never get him on the show or any other show for that matter, because he doesn't want to talk about it. It's, it's not a, a rite of passage. He wants to he wants to impart information as much as he can and help other people through his own experiences. He's not here to tell you how great he is. That's your job, Terry, because you've got to make up for calling him a, calling him a bold fuck. So, um, <laughs> we'll pay for that in blood. Better, I think you better start on a massive PR campaign right now. <laughs> no, but jokes aside, I, I've um, I, my wife has, has, has trained with Adrian and she's, she's signed up for the CQC at the end of the month as well. Um, I, I have told numerous people that that he is someone to train with, um, and and that's all going to happen at Magnum United. So you know, it's 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 a good facility. Um, it's it we we have we have some great instructors in this country. We have some less great instructors in this country, um, and and Adrian is one of the great ones. Um, and I think Billy's in an awesome position to to sort of serve his apprenticeship and, and learn how to do this properly um and i think it's going to get beaten into him um and that's awesome as well because you know what and a what a, a week-long instructor's course does not an instructor make um I've, I've met far too many people who've done you know 140 or 50 hour instructor's course and they now think they're an instructor and it's no you you now have a certificate that says you can learn how to be a good instructor but to be a good instructor you need to you need to watch a great instructor do his craft um one of the things, and, and I know I sound like I'm smoking blank smoke up Adrian's ass, but you know he, he is bald and angry, um, and I am going to mention the Steve Irwin thing again every chance I get. Um, Adrian is also one of those instructors who who if an instruct if another trainer comes to SA, Adrian's on their course. Um, if another instructor South African instructor is running a course, Adrian does their course. There are far too many instructors who who are who live in the self licking ice cream cone of sitting with their chinas and only training with their mates or not training with fucking anyone because they know better. Um, if your instructor hasn't sought outside training in the last five years, I mean, if you haven't done it in the last year or two, uh, excluding the pandemic, um, you need to look at this. But if, if you've got an instructor who learned something somewhere 10 years ago and hasn't learned anything else, that's a fucking problem. I'm, 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 I, and, and and this isn't intended to anyone. This is this is a, a general sort of thing. If if your instructor is not learning how to be better at their craft, um, then they're not an instructor. Uh, and and one of the things yeah. I'll, uh, I really respect about Adrian is, if an instructor comes here, Adrian will try and be on that course. He may he may not agree with that person. He may not like that person very much. He may like them very much. Um, but he'll go and he'll he'll put himself in the line, and he's a fantastic student. I've I've had Adrian on course, um, and and he is he's really good at uh, um, being a student, and 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 that's got to be tough on your range. 
um, being a student on your range on you know is, is, is a thing. So go train with Adrian, um, go train with Billy, uh, get get some practice in, um, and and get to go use the range if, if you're in Joburg, if you're in Pretoria. It's a really good facility. They're, they're spending a lot of time and effort on improving it. Um, not not, We've got, not that it, it's a bad base, but they're making it even better. <laughs> yeah, for those, for those who don't know, when you do arrive at the range, we're probably only 50% of what we were. During the lockdown last year, they carried away every last piece of steel and wood and door frame and so on. So I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm putting a lot of effort into gentrifying the place and... and we, we have arguably one of the best spaces in the country as shooting ranges go. I, I intend for it to be the best space. Um, but back on the, on the training thing, you know, go onto our website, www.magnumdata.com. We actually offer as many non-unit standard training courses as we do unit standards, which is not often the case. And we're constantly developing new things. My old man and I had an idea with what had happened in KZN to develop a husband-wife home defense course. To my knowledge, no such thing exists. But we know that there are a lot of shooters out there who both couples shoot or one does, but the other doesn't. It would help if that non-shooter knows how to pick up that gun and defend themselves. So we're constantly developing things. We're not just going to do the tried and tested, same old, same old. Um, there is place for tried and tested, but we've got to push the buck a bit. So go have a look at what training we, we offer. We've got... Um, CQC on, which is close quarter combat, this coming 21st and 22nd. We've got instructors course coming up and we've got guns and vehicles course, which is quite a popular one. Um, that's also coming up. So, yeah, uh, if anyone wants any details on those, uh, they can hop on the Facebook or send me a WhatsApp email, carry pigeon, smoke signals, whatever. Fantastic. Billy, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate you. Thank you, it. gentlemen. I really appreciate it. Guest, do you want to say your magic? Yeah, of course. Thanks very much for your time, Billy. We appreciate you being on the show. Um, thanks to all of those who have got their submissions in for the Drill of the Month for August. Um, keep those coming in. We're sort of middle August now, and there was an extension for the last one. I hope you got that all done. Um, other than that, thank you to all of Bill, the guys. you haven't there. yet, just for the record, <laughs> Mr. Dolan. I, I literally took the targets down today, but I forgot my EDC holster, <laughs> so I had my rig. And I was about to do it, and my almond said, it has to be from your EDC. So <laughs> it, it, it will be done in the next few days. Yes, no nice. question. <laughs> nice. Okay, and then uh, thanks to all of the guys. Keep interacting on the Facebook page and the group and all of that. We appreciate all of that. And uh, please remember to like and subscribe if you want to be a club member. Uh, you forgot the most important thing, guys. How uh, many stars? Minimum of five stars. There we go. There and we on go. that bombshell. Later, losers.